Southeast Radio's morning mix. Chat, news, and your views. Alan Corcoran. But first off, I'm joined by the Minister of State of the Department of Justice, Minister James Brown. Good morning to you, Minister. Good morning, Alan. So uh, I'd just like to get your view on what's happening in the Folks Mills area as well. We have had the situation with the heavy flooding on the motorway heading into Gorey, but going back to the devastation that was witnessed in the Folks Mills Clongeen area, I believe you were there yesterday. No, I was down there at Folks Mills yesterday, and we've seen over several days there some significant weather damage right across the county of Wexford. And I think families, I think the one thing that came across with a lot of families I was speaking, it was just the sheer fear whether you were in Gorey or down around the Folks Mills, Clongeen and Ballycalan area. And I was up in Gorey Thursday evening during those floods, and to see how quickly the water rose was... Um, it was, it was. I've seen it regularly, obviously, unfortunately, in Inniscorty. But I think uh, to see the reaction too, though, of the fire brigades, the ambulance paramedics, you know, the uh, Garda Shekona, ESB workers, farmers, civil defence volunteers, everybody came out and reacted very, very quickly and took took risks with their own lives. But we've seen a folks mills kind of almost a different situation with the with a what looked like a tornado. I mean to I think unless you've seen it on the ground and I know you were on the ground there, Alan the the impact this had in, in such a short space of time and such a, a concentrated area it was actually terrifying to see the sheet metal that flew upwards of two kilometers distance you've seen steel bars bent you've seen roofs taken off um uh, and lifted up uh it was, it was really shocking to see what had uh, yeah. what had happened and impact and it's not something we're used to here in ireland to see that we're, floods we we know we know how to deal with it we're experienced with it but this type of thing, it's it's so unusual. And, and talking to several of the families there, just the sheer terror that they, they went through in that very short space of time. There was criticism of Oireachtas members for not being there quicker. There was also criticisms of the national broadcasters for not being there with their TV crews. And it was said quite clearly when it came to national media coverage, if it had been anywhere else, the cameras would have been there. Um, do you think the criticism of Oireachtas members was unfair? I know there were councillors there, all right. Uh, I know Councillor Barden linked in with us. I know Councillor Whelan linked in with us. And I spoke to Councillor Carty on the day. Was the response from Oireachtas members, people like you, Minister, was it too slow? So, look, I, uh, certainly, look, I was down there yesterday. It was as soon as I could get down. I know Councillors Lisa MacDonald and Michael Sheen were also down there on the ground in the last few days as well. And um, so, look, I, I, I took the opportunity to go down and see it firsthand. I think perhaps, look, there, uh, there was maybe... Um, a challenge in getting a comprehension of how serious this was because it was so concentrated in a very small area. I think, and I think we can be count ourselves. I think we were very, very lucky. And, and uh, I think if it had been even half a kilometre either side of where it went, it would have hit maybe Balay Kalan Village or it would have hit Clongeen Village or Folks Mills. And we could have seen an awful lot more damage done. And it's an absolute miracle nobody was injured. Right. But look, I've been in, I've been in contact with Minister Dara O'Brien, who's going to make all resources available to the county council that they need. I've been in contact now with both uh, Minister Leo Vracker and Minister Heather Humphreys, who I would hope will also open their schemes that they always open for flooding and other extreme weather events as well to provide what supports right. are necessary in those areas. And when it comes to the funding minister of something like this, like one of the men I spoke to, Davey, he had invested a lot of his money into his old building. He quite clearly stated to me he had no insurance. And uh, I mean, you, you witnessed it yesterday. I witnessed it on Friday. And what I did witness was the deep sense of shock from people in the area. I'm, you're a long time in politics. I'm a long time in broadcasting. And the actual sense of shock I got from the people I spoke to, they could barely talk to me. So now, like, they, they, they absolutely need emergency supports. I'm hearing... Th- 
talks about uh, the Red Cross. I'm hearing talks about GoFundMe. But we, what do we throw? 11.2 billion at the most recent budget. Surely to God money can be given to these people to help them out of this massive hole they find themselves in. Look, I would certainly hope that, as I say, that the, the schemes that come under Minister Humphreys and Minister Varadkar uh, will be opened, have been open for other events as well. And um, I've certainly been in contact with those ministers' departments, and I, I expect them to step up to the mark, as I say. What comes under Minister Dara O'Brien, he's already committed to giving any support yeah. to local authority they need in relation to it. Obviously, it's a very, it's a very unusual situation, and I, I have, I have called for in the past, and I'm going to reiterate that call to uh, the relevant government ministers that I think that the schemes that are there in place need to be reviewed. They were set up with flooding in mind and they're not very flexible and I think there needs to be more flexibility brought in okay. as we're seeing more extreme weather events and unusual weather events happening such as droughts and tornadoes and unfortunately you know we've heard for decades about the warnings of climate crisis we are now living through the climate crisis and I think that has to be recognised and sports yep. need to be put in place yeah, it certainly does in relation to what we witnessed in this county in the last 10 days. We, we hope to talk to a senior meteorologist about this tomorrow because people are asking me, what the hell is going on? What, what, what is happening? Because we haven't witnessed this for many de- decades. So I can take it from you then, on behalf of the people who asked me to put it to our Rockdus members when I'm speaking to them, you will follow up on this as a matter of urgency for them. No, absolutely. I would certainly follow up on a matter of urgency. When you think back only a couple of months ago, we had the extreme flooding in the middle of the summer in Euros Town as well, and Mr. Dara Bryan came down on that occasion. So he did. We had the flooding last Christmas and um, across County Wexford. I know just under a quarter of a million euros was paid out under those schemes at those, at those times. But as I say, I'd be certainly asking for the existing schemes to be opened up. But I also do believe, as I say, that those schemes need to be reviewed to take into account all the different types of weather extremes we now see. I, uh, you have some breaking news in relation to your own department and the dedicated planning and environment division of the High Court that I'm anxious to talk to you about. But before I move away from things, Wexford, I have to talk to you about what happened on the motorway. We, we pride ourselves on these wonderful motorways and the developments. Uh, but what happened that led to this devastating flood that put uh, practically the whole of North County Wexford into gridlock? Will there be an investigation into this as to the quality of the motorway or what's likely to happen next as to why this happened and could it happen again? Yes, well, look, again, it, it ties into what we've seen in Folks Mills and what we've seen in New Ross Town and, and, and in Scorting across Wexford uh, and the south of the county last Christmas. We're, we're now seeing one in a 100-year event to one in 10-year events happening three, four times a year. We are living through the climate crisis and perhaps many of these schemes um, in terms of infrastructure schemes they simply weren't set up for these, these regularly uh, occurring extreme weather events. So I think we need to go back and look at all of our infrastructure to ensure that they are in place. We also have to continue to take the necessary steps to minimise the climate change that is happening for not only for our own generation, but for generations coming. And that's where I think something we're going to have to step up more and more to the mark and I think take on climate change deniers as well and put the necessary supports in place to help people make the changes that they need to make. But I would expect the National Transport Authority will look at the, the Goring motorway and see what happened there and you know, what additional drainage needs to be put in place. And as I say, I was in Gory on Thursday evening for several hours. I mean, there was extreme heavy rain. I think not all of the flooding can be put down simply to the motorway. We've seen parts of Gory Town absolutely flooded and, and roads and streets closed off as well. But certainly the water flowing off the motorway impacted severely on people living near the motorway. It went down into the 
into the backs of people's houses and down into laneways. But again, the reaction, I have to say, of all the uh, blue lights and the emergency and local authority volunteers who came out and provided supports that were necessary as quickly as possible. I know sometimes there can be frustration among the public, but I think what most people understand is that these emergency workers, they're being pulled in every direction in a very short space of time, and it does take them time to get from each each emergency situation, but certainly um, I think everybody did their very best last Thursday evening and, right. and across the county. Yeah, I totally agree with you. I'm sure all of the Morning Mix listeners will agree with you as well about uh, the, the, the tireless work of the council workers and what they do in these emergency situations. But to conclude, what you're telling me is you would imagine there will be an investigation from the NTA into this as to what happened. Well, I think, yeah, look, in these circumstances when these things happen, there should always be a review carried out to assess why it happened and how we can prevent it happening in the future. I think that's always absolutely critical and I think we'd be remiss if it didn't happen. Finally, Minister, the Programme for Government and Housing for All plan commits to the establishment of a new planning and environmental law court. I'm well aware that uh, next week's council meeting, I believe housing will once again be on the agenda. I'll be there to, to see what has been discussed. But this is an interesting development. How does it impact on people? How does it impact on all of us? What, what's happening here, please? Yes, yeah, so the government has approved a programme that was agreed under the programme for government to establish a new uh, planning and environment division of the high court so traditionally if you wanted to challenge um a a program for building be it housing be it a hotel or whatever the case may be um you will go off people would head off straight to the high court and you could be waiting years to get a hearing date that's not the interest of the people who are challenging uh, planning applications it's not in the interest of the builders and developers either we need to get answers as quickly as possible. So this, what this is about is establishing a dedicated planning and environment division of the High Court, so where people have to go to court to, make, to get decisions made on uh, planning proposals in their area that they can be gotten as quickly as possible. And as I said, that's in the interest of the people who are challenging uh, the, the, the development, but also in the interest of the developers as well, so that they can get a decision one way or the other and it's part of a whole set of planning reviews and the reviews are not so not about stopping people being able to take challenges but making sure that those challenges come at the most localized position possible in the local area and also that they're done as quickly and as cheaply as possible as well so another change that will be coming down the line with the planning reviews for example is that you will not be able to go to the high court unless you exhaust all local challenges as well because sometimes you have situations at the moment where people kind of go straight off to the high court to bring a challenge and that's that's again not in the interest of anybody really that that would happen so look this is a very important development because i think what we've seen over the last number of years and decade amongst the housing crisis is a slowness, this sheer slowness and actually getting developments and legal decisions around those developments made. Um, and, and projects that are fully funded, for example, end up taking 10 years when they should take maybe four or five years because of legal challenges. And that's not to say there's anything wrong with legal challenges. I worked as a barrister myself for 13 years. But I think it's the slowness in getting the decisions as to what those the impact of those challenges are. So this will speed up the entire system and I think that's in everybody's interest because I think uh, justice delayed is justice denied and it will be in the interest of those who want to challenge it but also in the interest of the developers as well that the decisions are made as quickly as possible. So it's a dedicated court in the High Court for planning and environmental decisions. Southeast Radio's Morning Mix. Chat, news and your views.